Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Friday, November 4th. Living in a wider healing world. Today's scripture reading is Mark chapter 7, verses 31 through 37 from the Message Translation, which reads, Then he left the region of Tyre, went through Sidon, back to Galilee towns, and over to the district of the Ten Towns. Some people brought a man who could neither hear nor speak and asked Jesus to lay a healing hand on him. He took the man off by himself, put his fingers in the man's ears and some spit on the man's tongue. Then Jesus looked up in prayer, groaned mightily, and commanded, Epphatha, open up. And it happened. The man's hearing was clear and his speech plain, just like that. Jesus urged them to keep it quiet, but they talked it up all the more, beside themselves with excitement. He's done it all and done it well. He gives hearing to the deaf, speech to the speechless. This is God's word. I have refused to live locked in the orderly house of reasons and proofs. The world I live in and believe in is wider than that. And anyway, what's wrong with maybe? You wouldn't believe what once or twice I have seen. I'll just tell you this. Only if there are angels in your head will you ever possibly see one. So writes Mary Oliver in her book of devotions. This catches it. A wider world. A world brimming with both divine and human possibilities. Only if there are miracles in our heads Perhaps we will ever see one with our eyes. In his book appropriately entitled Miracles, Eric Metaxas puts it this way. One man's miracle is another man's eye rolling. What's the big deal? Weird coincidence. When we are talking about miracles, one thing we can say objectively is that context matters. And who is experiencing the miracle matters. If God is behind a miracle, and we can agree that that is ultimately what makes a miracle a miracle, then a large part of his performing the miracle has to do with communicating with the people who are observing or experiencing the miracle. Why would God perform a miracle if no one realized that he'd done it? How can we ever conceive of a miracle apart from it being a communication from God to one or more people? At the very least, to let them know that he exists and cares about them. Healing encounters are communication. They're like divine emoji texts. This is essentially why they're called signs, a gesture or action meant to communicate something beyond the bare sign itself. I see you. I hear you. I am here. Perhaps this helps explain why some of us have healing encounters while the rest of us languish in the grips of pain and suffering. A healing encounter is just part of an exceedingly wide, creative, and unpredictable divine bandwidth of communication. It's a wonderful part of that wide, creative, and unpredictable bandwidth of communication, but it's still just one slice of it. 
God's mercy and compassion naturally inclines him towards it. Sure, we just need to be ready for the other forms of communication. That's why the second healing encounter in this Jesus story patch in Mark chapter 7 is also so apropos because it's all about a man experiencing a significant failure to communicate. He was deaf. He had a severe speech impediment, too. The word literally means he had a very hard time talking. His speech was heavily labored. Every word was a struggle for him to say, and he couldn't hear a thing. As Metexas observes, the context of the miracle is key. It tells us to whom he's communicating his presence. In this case, Jesus is evidently with a crowd around him when he's interrupted by the deaf man's friends, begging Jesus to touch and heal him. There's that begging again. What's about to happen is all about communication, but Jesus refuses to turn this into a photo op. No public display, no thought for optics. He takes him aside privately. Healing encounters. They're typically not about sideshow spectacles. They're usually personal, intimate. They're often followed by shh, because it's meant for you, not for social media. And healing counters are also non-formulaic. Judging from this one, they're not only often a hands-on, but a fingers-in experience. And sometimes the only anointing is spit. Did I mention that healing encounters can be messy? Perhaps we should add unsanitary to the list. Watching Jesus heal people is not to see a physician with prescribed doses and procedures, but to observe a divine artist at work on the canvas of a life, giving that canvas his attention and working with it according to its own texture and potential. This is no mass-produced image, but a unique portrait of divine healing. The challenge for each of us, trusting this canvas into his hands and his fingers, and if need be, his spit. So as you pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, what is the most bizarre and unusual, unorthodox, unexpected, and even unsanitary healing you've ever witnessed or been involved in. What happened? Lord, enough of the orderly house of shrinking possibilities where everything is noted, filed, forgotten. Lead me out anew into the wider world of miracles and mercies waiting to unfold, miracles of release, miracles of perseverance through the hands of a healer. By your mercies, O oh Lord. Amen.